Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brandon coming to you live from Fort Smith, Arkansas, with another Fish of the Men video broadcast. It is good to be here this evening. Um, still not doing very well. I really don't feel like doing a video tonight, but I'm going to do one anyways because I, I said I was going to last week and didn't, and I said I would do it this week. So I'm going to do it tonight and not dilly-dally. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to be talking about uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, we're going to be talking about Lot and the angels, and we're going to be talking about um, hell. And uh, <clears throat> so, and, and so the reason why I'm going to be talking about that tonight is because not last week, but the week before, and I'm going to be very blunt here so bear with me for for a little bit okay i'm going to be teaching on this because i've had i've had co-workers that at pepsi i've had co-workers that have said that i was queer and saying a whole bunch of trash and saying a whole bunch of trash talk and just saying a whole bunch of stuff that's not even true <clears throat> and so I got really irritated with that and I'm really irritated by the amount of dirtiness that's actually in warehouses and warehouse jobs and I, I just it just blows me away how people can act so that way, you know, um, in a warehouse setting. It's just absolutely astounding that whether they realize it or not, that they called one of God's kids queer. And let me just tell you something, okay? I'm going to tell you right here, right now. I am a born-again child of a king, an adoptive prince. Okay? Which means I'm a born-again child of a king, an adoptive prince, a born-again believer, God-fearing, Bible-believing. Whatever people want to say about me. Okay. You know, that's fine. Whatever they want to say about me is fine. But let me warn you. That you're not saying it to me. You're saying that to my father. You're saying that about my king. So for somebody to call me queer... You're really calling my God queer. They should be ashamed of themselves. And I will tell you something. If they're not ashamed, that's fine. If they're not going to be sorry for, for saying trash like that in a work setting, that's fine. One of these days, they will be sorry. If they don't repent, 
and they die in their sin and they go to hell, when they get let out for judgment day, they will be made sorry for what they said and did. And by that time, it's too late. So I want to tell you something. <clears throat> Whatever y'all say and do against me, you're not doing to me. You're doing it. You're saying and doing that stuff against Christ. Jesus said, if the world hated you, remember it hated me first. So I don't want to, so if people want to trash talk me and say that I'm queer and say a whole bunch of false things about me, you're saying that about Christ. News, and, and by the way, that stuff can be forgiven. But will they repent and ask for that forgiveness? I don't know. Lord knows. But I don't. So because of that incident, I am going to be I am going to be preaching on Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm going to be preaching on hell. I'm going to be preaching on Lot and the angels. Oh, by the way, for all of you watching that you think is funny, for all of you lost sods out there that think it's funny to make jokes and crack jokes and start asking people if they want to be sodomized and asking me how I would feel about being sodomized, let me tell you something. You can try all you want to to try to do all the junk you want to against me, but let me assure you that God has angels protecting me. And they can interfere, not interfere, they can intervene and get you away. So let me be warned. So for all of those that want to ask me how I would feel if I was sodomized, let me tell you something. Be careful what you say and try to do against me. Because the Bible says, saying... Touch not my anointed, and do my prophets no harm, saith the Lord. And I'm going to tell you something. If you try to dare lay a finger on God's people, or even God's anointed, or try to do God's prophets harm, I will tell you God can intervene and send his angels to deal with it. Don't don't try to lay a finger on God's anointed people. Don't try to lay a finger on God's prophets. Because God will protect them. You mess with them, what you're doing is you're going to try to mess with God. If you try to mess with God, God will deal with you the way that he will deal with you. It's so sickening. And forgive me for, for being... You know this way but men need to quit acting like a bunch of sissies and be men it makes me sick the stuff that I have to hear and the stuff I have to hear Pepsi is just sickening it's disgusting it's vile it's the most abominable things you can never hear. 
So, <clears throat> don't, my advice to you that want to try to lay a finger on God's anointed, don't you dare try to, don't you dare try to afflict harm on them. Don't you dare try to afflict harm on them or God's prophets because, see, they won't come after you. Mm -mm. They won't. But God will deal with you. And if he doesn't deal with you in this life, he will surely deal with you on judgment day and you will give an account for what you said and did. And by the way, I'm going to probably be hated because of this message. You know, it's really sickening that the warehouse is a very sick place. And I, I just... It's so vexing to me. It really is. It is really, really vexing. To even be at work. It's vexing. And I'm not going to mention names. But I do have co-workers that, that act like a bunch of sissies. Going around. Talking about queer stuff. And about. You know. Gross disgusting things that. You know. Men kissing men. And. Ugh. Ugh. grotesque it's disgusting i don't want to hear that crap i don't want to hear that trash sorry sorry for the usage of the word crap i don't want to hear that trash it's disgusting it's vile it's disgusting it's abominable and you think that people would be ashamed of themselves for saying such trash Oh, it's just, it's just, it's gross. It's the most grotesque thing I ever, ever heard in my life. I tell you, it's just nasty. I've got some pretty sick co-workers. You know, and, and, and the thing is, <clears throat> you know, when you've got men... That start talking about queer stuff like that. Kind of really makes you wonder if they really are queer. I've had people at work ask me how I would feel if I was sodomized. I'm not kidding you. It's the most disgusting, grotesque trash I've ever heard in my life. And it's, I mean, it's real bad. I mean, it's, that's just part of that it's 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 bad it is bad i mean i got a nickname for those people they're called pepsi perverts because they work for pepsi and they're a bunch of perverts is what they are It's the most gross. I mean, I'm serious. Like, it's it's bad at work. I mean, literally, it's almost like a little miniature version of Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, it's it's bad. And the worst thing is, <clears throat> within the building itself, there is no HR person. 
So in order for me to report something, I'd have to take it and make a complaint online. They don't have an HR position at that place, which I think is actually really stupid. I think any place should have an HR person actually on sites in case if you want to file a complaint, but they don't. They don't. It's 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 actually pretty. It's actually pretty. It's actually it's pretty trashy. It really is. Pepsi, I think, needs to do a better job at organizing their their business model. It's not. It's really just. It, it needs to be improved. But I'm not here to talk about Pepsi. I'm here to preach on the Word of God. But anyways, um, so I have some pretty sick coworkers, perverted coworkers. All right. Um, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis chapter 19. Genesis 19. And we're going to read here starting in verse 1. <clears throat> it says, and there, and there came two angels to Sodom at even. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose up to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and you shall rise up early and go on your ways. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in on him, and entered into his house, and made them a feast, and did bake unleavened bread, and they did eat. But before they lay down, the men of the men of the city, even the men of men of Sodom, compassed the house round about. Compassed the house round, both old and young, all the people from every quarter. I am getting discomforted. Chairs discomforting, so I apologize. I want you to pay attention to the wording here. It says both old and young. All the people from every quarter. Do you know what that means? It means Sodom wasn't just filled with a bunch of stinking perverts. But Sodom was also filled with a bunch of stinking pedophiles. Oh, thank God we don't have them today. Sure we do. There's a pedophile in the White House. He goes by the name of Joseph R. Biden. Going around sniffing women's hair. Sniffing the hair of children. Going on a, on a, on a, on a press conference saying how, you know, he likes it when kids sit on his lap and rub up against his hairy legs. <laughs> Disgusting. Joe Biden, our president, is a pervert and a pedophile. Oh, by the way, there was a pedophile. His name was um, um, Jeffrey Epstein, but he's in hell. Jeffrey Epstein is in hell. And he's going to be let out one of these days. And he's going to face God in judgment. And guess what's going to happen? 
he's going to be tossed alive into the lake of fire. Do you know why? Because Jeffrey Epstein was sick in the head. He was a pervert and a pedophile. And Ghislaine Maxwell is just as bad as he is. And if she don't repent, she's going to hell. But Sodom was filled with a bunch of stinking, rotten perverts and pedophiles. <clears throat> Continuing on in verse 5. It says, And they called on the lot, and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. Do you know what these sodomites were wanting? They were wanting to sodomize two angels. That's what they wanted. They wanted to sodomize two angels. Which, by the way, if you don't think that angels actually can have a physical body, think again. Because guess what? These two men came to Lot. And these sodomites were wanting to sodomize these two angels. Which proved to you that angels have a body. You see how sick Sodom was? You see why God wiped Sodom off the map? Like, God literally wiped Sodom and Gomorrah off from the face of the earth. He did. You know what the sad thing was? There was no prophet to tell them the good news, the gospel, during that time. There was no prophet. So you know what Jesus said? That those who hear the gospel and reject it deliberately, that it will be more tolerable in the day of judgment for Sodom and Gomorrah than for that city or that person. You know why? Because Sodom and, Sodom and Gomorrah never heard the gospel. They were exceeding wicked in the, in the sight of God and God wiped them out. Mm-hmm. God wiped them out. But those who hear the gospel and reject it know better. They know better. <clears throat> so anyways, so these two, they, they these sick people wanted to sodomize these two angels. In verse 6, it says, And Lot went out at the door unto them, and shut the door after him. And said, I, and said, I pray, you brethren, do not so wickedly. Now, Lot was really mixed up. Now, God calls Lot just. But the first biggest mistake that Lot said was he called these Sodomites brethren. They were not his brethren. Because they were wicked, vile sodomites from Sodom. Lot was different. But because Lot was worldly, he called them brethren, which was a mistake. 
Big mistake. And said, I pray you, brethren, do not so wickedly. Behold, now I have two daughters which have not known man. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do ye to them as as is good in your eyes, only unto these men do nothing, for therefore came they under the shadow of my roof. I don't know about you, but that's kind of a cowardly thing to do. Mm -mm. Do not try, fathers, do, I'm telling you. Fathers, you need to protect your daughters. Mm-hmm. Don't be giving them away over to sin like that. Don't do it. Mm -mm. Don't do it. Do not do it. Don't don't do it. Mm-mm. Fathers, you need to protect your daughter's hearts. And you need to protect them. Keep them. Keep their hearts. Don't give your don't give your daughters away over to sin. And don't sacrifice your daughters to sin. Mm-mm. It's a bad idea. Mm-mm. Bad idea. <clears throat> and they said, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn, and he will needs be a judge now. Will we deal worse with thee than with them? And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to break the door. But the men put forth their hand and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut and shut the door. And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they were wearied themselves to find the door. So, you see that... You see that these sodomites went from wanting to sodomize the two angels to wanting to deal worse with Lot than with the two angels. And you know what they and you know what the angels did? They took Lot, pushed him back, slammed the door, and the two angels smote every single sodomite out there with blindness. So all those sodomites that were outside his door were blind. And they were and they were wearying themselves trying to find the door. It means they were exhausted. They were tired. They couldn't they didn't even know where the door was. Because they were blind. You know, I'm gonna tell you something. That's what sin does. Sin can blind you. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the sin of Sodom alone. Okay? It's any given sin. Any given sin can blind you. <clears throat> Turn with me to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. First Samuel chapter 3. 
It says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. Do you guys know and understand what that means? Well, first, before we get into that, I'm going to pop open this Mountain Dew here real quick. And we will explain some things. Ah. Okay. So Eli, at this time, Eli was the high priest. And Eli had two sons. And his two sons were children of Belial. Okay? They were going out, fornicating, committing adultery with whoremongers, or not whoremongers, basically um, harlots and prostitutes on the uh, steps of the, of, of the temple. And they were robbing the tithes from the people. The, Eli's two sons were wicked. And you want you want to know something? Eli did not correct them. Eli didn't restrain them, didn't correct them, didn't do nothing. Nope. Didn't do nothing. Didn't do anything. And guess what? In his old age, Eli's, Eli was going blind. Do you know why? Because of Eli's failure to restrain his two sons, that made him an accomplice. Meaning Eli is just as guilty as his two sons. Do you know why? Because Eli did not restrain his sons from their sin. Eli let it go. And because Eli let it go in his old age, he starts to become blind. Why? Because he didn't love God as he should have. He's, he was the high priest. And guess what? God said, basically, you read on, God says, no sacrifice can purge his uh, his family, his house sins. Mm -mm. No more sacrifice. They couldn't, they couldn't, they, there was no more atonement for, for their sins. Because of what Eli did. Mm -mm. Because of Eli's sins, he became blind in his old age. Sin will blind you. 
And just as the angels blinded the sodomites at the door, so was Eli's sins caused him to be blind in his old age. Sin will blind you. It will. It may not be a physical blindness, but there is a spiritual blindness that happens when you are in sin and abide in sin and you don't do anything to repent of your sin. I'm telling you, I don't know about you, but that's a scary thought. That's a very scary thought. <clears throat> Let's go back to Genesis 19. Let's pick up where we left off. So let's reread verse 11. It says, And they smote the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great. So they wearied themselves to find the door. So we see that in Sodom, there was not just sick perverts, but there were sick pedophiles that were living there. Pedophilia has been around for a long time. Since even back during this time of Sodom and Gomorrah, there was pedophilia. And it's disgusting. It's sick, it's disgusting, and you're taking away the innocence of a child. People who do that, people who do such stuff like that, it, it's just, it's disgusting. We got one, we got one guy in the White House, remember, Joe R. Biden. That guy's sick. And he's sick in the head. <clears throat> Verse 12, and it says, And the man said unto Lot, Haste thou here, any besides, son-in-law, and thy sons and thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place, because of the, cr the cry of them is waxen, Great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy the city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. You know why it's important to maintain a good testimony? Because if you don't, you'll end up like Lot. People will think that you're mocking them when you're really telling them the truth. They won't listen. When you actually present a good testimony to people, if you actually try to warn them of something, they might listen to you. But if you act like the world and do what the world does, they may not take you seriously. And that's exactly what Lot's sons-in-law they didn't they didn't take him seriously. <clears throat> now it says, And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, 
the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and set him without the, the city. And it came to pass, when they had brought them forth abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain, escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, O not so, my lord, behold, now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast shewed unto me in saving my life, and I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, and I die. Behold now, this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I, I will not overthrow the city for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou be come thither. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered the Zoar. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Fire and brimstone, folks. Fire and brimstone. God wiped Sodom and Gomorrah from off the face of this earth. With fire and brimstone. They don't exist anymore. The actual physical place of Sodom does not exist anymore. There are Sodomites. Of course. But the actual place of Sodom exists no longer because it's been wiped off from the face of the planet. You know, Jesus said, The coming of the Son of Man will be like the days of Lot. And he also said it will be, the, it'll be also the days of Noah. So there's two things. There's two parallels. you got Lot and Noah. If you want to know what the end times are going to be like, go read those. Or just simply look outside your window. You'll see it. <clears throat> and he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities... And that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah, and toward all the land of the plain. And behold, lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. You guys, fire and brimstone's hell, folks. It's hell. Literally, it's hell. That's what fire and brimstone represents. It represents God's judgment. It has exactly what's in hell. And by the way, these two angels, 
These sodomites were trying to sodomize these two angels. And you know what? Lot said no. And he cowardly offered up his daughters, which was foolish. He should have never done so. But the sodomites said, we'll go after, we'll deal with, we'll deal worse with you than them. And they were going to go after Lot. And you want to know something? Saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. The Bible calls Lot just Lot. Lot was just. Did he make some stupid mistakes? You bet he did. But the Bible calls him just. And you know what? I made some pretty dumb mistakes too. But that does not make me any more or less. It does, that does not make me any less born again than the next person. Because I am born again. Let this be a warning to you people who think it's funny to ask stupid questions to God's people about how they would feel if they were sodomized. Go read what the Bible says in Genesis. The angels were going to deal worse with Lot than they were with these two angels. And you want to know something? The angels looked after Lot. Mm -hmm. The angels smote every sodomite around that door with blindness. You don't mess with God's people. And you do not mess with God's anointed. You don't mess with them. Because if you do, if you try to lay a finger on them... Or you threaten to lay a finger on them. God will deal with you. And he may not right away. But he'll deal with you. And you may not like it. By the way. All you people that say. Well Brent you can't judge us. Only God can. Do you really want to be that flippant. And saying that. Do you really want to be that flippant and saying a statement like that? You're right. God will judge you. But it's a fearful thing to be in the hands of a living God. Don't take God's judgment as lighter than man's. Who, trust me. If you went through an ounce of God's judgment, you probably would you would probably would you probably would prefer to have man judge you than than God because God's judgment is perfect, it's just and it's the it's the judgment that outweighs man's judgment. And you know, I have to apologize. Um, I shouldn't have made the statement such as the one that I did about if you received an ounce of God's judgment, you'd probably prefer man's judgment. 
No, you don't want man judging you. You don't want me judging you. And I'm glad I'm not your judge. But God's going to judge you. He's going to judge me. He's going to judge you. So don't be so flippant at saying, well, only God can judge me. Oh, yeah, you bet. He'll judge you. Will you like it? Probably not. Because the way that he'll judge you is he's going to judge in a, such a manner that he's going to, if, if you're, if you lost and you die and go to hell and you get taken out of hell to be judged at the great white throne judgment, you're going to be judged based on your works. You will be, you will be judged by your works. I promise you. And if you think you won't feel bad for it. Mark my words, I promise you, if you don't feel bad for saying and doing stuff here, you will feel bad. You will feel sorry for what you did. And when you feel sorry for what you did in eternity, it's too late. I would rather feel sorry for what I did here on earth than, I would, than feeling sorry in, for all eternity. Because once you're in eternity and you start feeling sorry, it's too late. It's too late. It is too late. And let me tell you what's going to happen. I'll, I'll tell you right now what's going to happen to all those who are in hell. For those that choose to reject Christ and die in their sin... And split hell wide open. Here's what's going to happen. One of these days, you're going you're gonna to get resurrected. And you're going to come out of hell. But you're not going to come out of hell for a reprieve. You're going to come out of hell and you're going to stand before the great white throne judgment. There's going to be books that are open. Books of sins that you're guilty of. Every little dirty little secret. Every dirty little thing that you've ever said, did, or thought. Or plan behind closed doors will be made manifest and in the open. You will be judged on your works. And after your judgment, you will be tossed alive in the lake of fire. And by the way, the one who's going to toss you there. God's going to, God's going to, I mean, God's going to take all the unrighteous and, and put them into the lake of fire. Well, Bernard, I don't like that. Well, listen, I'm sorry. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I know you don't like it. If you don't like it, take it up with God. But if you die in your sin and you split hell wide open, that's where you're going. Lake of fire. You, know, you are not getting out of hell to be in heaven. No, you're getting out of hell to be judged and tossed into the lake of fire alive. People, the great white throne judgment is not a place where you want to be. I'm telling you right now. If you're lost, God's wrath is already upon you. Don't, please do not go through this life rejecting Christ. 
please, I beseech you, do not reject Christ. Please. Because if you reject Christ and you die and you split hell wide open, you're going into the lake of fire. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And judgment day is not going to be pretty for you. Listen, Christ took... He took the punishment. He took the whole world's sins. Even all the grotesque ones. Even the, the sins of sodomy and pedophilia and all these sins. Christ took it upon himself. At the, he, took, he took all that sin upon himself at the cross. And judged that, and he judged those, and those sins were judged, and all those vain works were judged at the cross. Today's Palm Sunday. Today's Palm Sunday. This is when Christ comes in riding on a on, on an ass into Jerusalem. This is where the Passion Week begins. And Christ went through all that pain and suffering. He went through all that agony for you and I and everybody in the, on this earth. If you're queer or straight, whatever sins you've committed... Christ paid it all. If you're queer, Christ paid for that sin too. You can be saved. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to go to the lake of fire. You don't have to go to the great white throne judgment. You know, you can get saved by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ today and ask him to save you and he will. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is who he says he is, you'll be saved. All you have to do is cry out to him and repent and ask him to save you and he will. Put your faith and trust in Christ. Amen. Put your faith and trust in him. Listen, the only unpardonable sin is blasphemy against the Holy Ghost, which is a willful rejection against, or a willful rejection of Christ. That's the only unforgivable sin. Any sin that you've committed, whether it be the sin of sodomy, whether it be the sin of murder, lies, cheating, stealing, adultery, fornication. All these sins can be forgiven. Christ paid it all. It's not God's will for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Folks, hell was not created for you. It was created for the devil and his angels. 
God doesn't want you to go to hell. It's not his will for you to go there. But people end up there because of their rejection of Christ. Don't be like that. You don't want to go to hell. There's people in hell right now. Begging. Probably begging you to not come to this place. Do not. Please. Do not. Make that choice to reject Christ. You know in the story of. The Lazarus and rich man. The rich man told Abraham to go send someone to tell his family members to not come to this place. You know what Abraham said? Abraham told the rich man, he said, they have Moses and the prophets. If they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, how will they be convinced of one that was risen from the grave? Please, you have Moses, the prophets, the apostles, you have our Lord Jesus Christ. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. God has given you, has given us a gift, which is his word. Please, please, please pay attention. All the cities that, you know, the Bible talks about how all the cities that forget God shall be turned into hell. Do you know what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah? Turned into hell. Do you think that could happen to America? Sure can. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But please, don't reject Christ. If you split hell wide open, you're going to be... And if you end up at the great white throne and you go into the lake of fire, you will be judged on your works. But if you believe on the name of if you believe on in the name of Jesus Christ, you will have to appear before him, but at the judgment seat of Christ, but you won't be judged by your works. You'll be judged by your faith. It's only the lost that will have their works judged. And believe me, I'd rather have my faith judged than my works. Do not, I pray, please, take what I say seriously. I'm not here to yank your chain or to, or to entertain you. I'm pleading with you, please, do not reject God. God loves you. But you know what? Bible says that God is angry with the wicked every day. If you're lost, God is angry with you.
it doesn't have to stay that way. It doesn't. If you're lost, God is angry with you. And if you are lost, his wrath abides on you. Don't be that way. Come to know Christ. Christ can make you a new creature. He can. He loves. He listen. He loved. He, he listen. He loves the whole world. He for God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten Son. He died in your place so you wouldn't have to. But if you reject him. Then there is no more need for sacrifice. Do you remember me? Do you remember? Do you remember when I told you about Eli, the, the high priest? Eli rejected God. And because of it, there was no more sacrifice for sin. Mm -mm. And it's going to be the same of those who reject Christ. If you reject Christ and what he did for you, then there is no more sacrifice for sin. Not even a bull and goat, not even the sacrifice of a bull and goat can get you to heaven if you reject Christ. Because the sacrifice of bulls and goats could not even, not even blot out a, a whole group of sins at this, like, it can only do so much. That's why you need the blood of Christ. But if you reject the blood of Christ and you reject his way of salvation, you reject it, what he did for you at the cross over 2,000 years ago, if you reject Christ and what he did, I'm sorry, there is no more, there is no more sacrifice for your sin. I have to tell it as it is. You may not like it, but I have to tell you. If I'm wrong, I will have to give an account for it. So please do your homework. You take what I say and you compare it with the Word of God. If what I say does not match with this, then let God be true and Brandon be a liar. Amen. I'm not trying to play games with you or play games with your soul. I'm trying to tell you that if you're lost today, I'm trying to tell you that you are on your way to hell. And you need to change that. And the, way, the only way to change that is to accept Christ. Don't be those who split hell wide open. You don't want to be that way. Amen. Anyways, guys, listen. I'm not trying to be mean or harsh anyone's mellow or anything like that. I can't believe it's 54 minutes already. I've been at it for almost an hour. That's typical of my videos. My videos are pretty long anyways. Yeah. This was the kind of message I was going to preach last week, but I was not feeling up to it. Wasn't really feeling up to it today. Been kind of a really bad week. But wanted to let out some steam. 
and I'm going to let off some steam by preaching what needs to be preached. Amen. Um, listen, I want to apologize for any any anything that I may have said that may have been probably not the right way to say it, so I apologize for that. Um, um, I am sorry. Um, I do want to apologize for any words that probably shouldn't have said. Um, and, um, you know, so, but listen, I love you guys. I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to play games with you. I'm trying to be very serious. This is a very serious message. And I had to take what was been going on at work and expose some things because there's just some things that make me uncomfortable at work. And I have an obligation to, to preach it. And if you don't like it, take that up with God. Okay? Don't tell me you tell God. If I'm wrong, then God will deal with me. But if I'm right, then God will deal with you. Amen. And I'm not trying to be mean or rude about it, so I I, I, call, I apologize if I come off that way. But listen, I, I love you guys. I do. I just don't want to see any one of you go to hell. Because hell is real, people. Hell's beneath... You want to know where hell is? Hell is beneath your feet. It's in the middle... It's in the heart of the earth. And there are many people dying each day. Splitting hell wide open. I want you to think about that. Think about how many people are dying going to hell. Compared to those who are dying and going to heaven. Sad, sad world that we live in, folks. And this world has just gotten more wicked. I'm telling you, it's a sad world. I'm not, I just, it is. It's a very sad world we live in. But listen, no one has to die and go to hell. Just call upon the name of the Lord. You'll be saved. I'm not going to tell you to repeat a prayer. I'm not going to tell you to say this or that. What I'm going to tell you is cry out to God. Ask Him to save you. Ask Him, ask him for forgiveness. That's all you need. Salvation is simple. Amen. Salvation is simple. Let's keep it simple. All right. Anyways, guys, I've been on here for an hour already, almost 58 minutes. Um, I hope you guys take something from this and you learn from it. Okay? I, I hope you can take and learn something from this. Things that were written in the Old Testament were written for our learning. Okay? They were. And God's not playing around, folks. God is not playing around with, with anybody. 
don't ever think that he's playing around because he's not. Playtime's over, folks. It's time to get serious. Time to get serious and figure out what we're going to do with our lives. Are you going to reject Christ or are you going to accept him and do and 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 follow what he has for you? Amen. So, but listen, I love you guys very much. I do. Pray for me as I'm probably going to receive a lot of backlash from this video. So y'all pray for me. Pray for my ministry. Um pray for you know, pray for me also. You know, pray for my personal stuff too because I've been struggling with doubt. I've been struggling with a lot of stuff lately. So I need prayer. So please pray for me. Pray for my ministry. Pray for those who listen to this video. Listen, I'll, if there's anything I want you to pray next to me, I want you to pray that whoever watches this will get saved. And it doesn't have to be just this video. It could be any video of mine that I've done in the past. Pray that whoever watches any of my videos will get saved. I want people to get saved. I want to see people saved. I want people, I want to know. Who got saved? I, I, I want to know if there's anyone that's been saved. Amen. That's all I want to see is people getting saved. Amen. So, listen, I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in and bearing with me for the hour. I probably ramble on a lot, so... Anyways, um, I love you guys. You keep me in prayer. Keep my ministry in prayer. Keep my videos in prayer, all right? Pray for those who watch these videos. So, um, remember, on Tuesday, um, we're going to be in Matthew 4. We're going to be getting into the temptations of Jesus, okay? So, Matthew chapter 4 on Tuesday, that is where we're going to be doing our Tuesday night Bible study, Matthew chapter 4, okay? So, stay tuned for that. Looking forward to it, so you all pray for me on that as well, all right? Um, other than that, that's just, that's all I got for tonight. So, I love you guys. God bless you. You guys have a blessed evening. Have a great week. Lord willing, we will see you all on Tuesday, all right? God bless you guys. See ya. God bless. Bye.